Father, we thank you for this morning. The way that is coming, let it come with life. Let it come with light. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the whole of this month I've been teaching on the church. Those of you who don't come for midweek, there's a lot you have been missing. Now, this morning, I told you on Thursday that I will be teaching you on the church and money. The church and finances. The church and finances. We are going to read a lot of scriptures. John chapter 12, verse 4 to 6. John chapter 12, verse 4 to 6. The church and finances. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Uh huh. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Verse 6. This he said not that he cared for the poor. But because he was a thief and had the bag and bore what was put therein. Verse 7. Give us verse Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my burying as she kept this day. Verse 8. The, for the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not. Amen. Now, this scripture is talking about the fact that Jesus had a treasure. Okay? And that treasure was who? Judas Iscariot. So you have to put that in mind. That even 2,000 years ago, Jesus had somebody who used to keep his money for him. And the unfortunate part of it is that the person who was keeping the money, he says he used to steal some of the money. And somebody came to do good to Jesus, and he was worried that why couldn't we sell this and give it to the poor? We will talk about that soon. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Matthew 25, verse 14. Matthew 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of God is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Uh-huh. And unto one he gave five talents. Talents, there is money. Are you with me here? Unto one he gave five talents and another two and another one. To every man according to his several abilities and straight away went on his journey. Uh-huh. Then, what is our scripture? This is what I was talking about. You see that? Then he that had what? Received five talents. Went and did what? I'm looking for it. Matthew what? 
15, we are insisting, right? Then he that received five talents went and traded with the same and made other five talents. The talent there is money. 500 Ghana cities went and did business, had another 500 Ghana cities. Uh huh. Verse 17. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and dig the earth and hid his lost money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came in and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good. Thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a little, a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into what? Joy. Is it joy? Okay. Other versions say enter into everlasting joy. The joy of thy Lord. He also that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. Then the Lord said the same thing to him. Then he that had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, uh-huh, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was what? Afraid. And so I did what? I hid thy talent. Then he said, here's your talent. Here's your money. Let's look at another scripture. Acts chapter 20 verse 33. Acts chapter 20 verse 33. Are you writing the scriptures? I have converted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Acts chapter 20 verse 33. Is the church with me? Acts 20 verse 33. We are talking about the church and money. Then 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 8. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 8. The same person who said, I have converted no man's silver and gold, is telling another church again that I robbed other churches. The word robbed doesn't mean I stole. No, 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 no. Taking wages of them to do you service. I will explain it. Okay, I will explain it. It's like, um, I will talk about it when we get there. So put that in mind. Eh? And when I was present with you, I wanted, I was chargeable to no man. For that which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied. And in all things, I have kept myself from being burdensome unto you. And so will I keep myself. Amen. Let's look at um, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. 
First Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. The church and money. Are you there? First Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. But they that be rich fall into what? But they that be rich fall into what? And are and a snare. And into many foolish and hateful lusts. Which drawn men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith. And pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love. Patience, meekness. Amen. Now, I want to read the last scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19. A feast is made for laughter. He said, we make a party for laughter. And wine maketh merry, but money answered all things. Money answered all things. Somebody say money answered all things. Again. Again. How many things? How many things? Now, to begin with, somebody said a certain man called Kelly Banton said, "Do we believe that money matters to God?" It's a question to the church. Did you realize that you will find about eight hundred scriptures? That deal with money in the Bible. 800 in the Bible. Now again. Jesus talked about money. More than he talked about heaven and hell. He talked about money. More than any other topic. Except the kingdom. The only thing Jesus ever spoke about. More than money was the kingdom. The second highest thing Jesus ever spoke about is money. Now, there are 39 parables of Jesus. All the parables of Jesus are 39. Out of the 39, 11 of them are about money. Hey. <laughs> Out of one, one out of every seven verses in the gospel of Luke talks about money. Are you following me? One out of every seven verses in the, in the book of Luke, one, if you pick seven verses in the book of Luke, one out of every seven verses is about money. 
ഐ ഫോളോ so much that in the book of matthew chapter 6 verse 24 jesus compares no other thing with god but money matthew chapter 6 verse 24 do you see the scripture no man can do what No man can do what for either he will hate one and love the other or else he will hold to one and despise the other look at it you cannot serve god and money mama is money riches money is so powerful that jesus does not equate the devil God in the heart of a man. Listen. In the heart of a man, money is almost equal, is equal to God. So much that more of the times history has proven that men would choose money over God. I'm teaching on the church and money. Money is so powerful that men choose jobs over being the house of God. Oh pastor, you know, you know in my business if I don't go uh, something's happening. One full month he's been doing business, never sat in a single church meeting making money. Money that he would die and go and leave it. Why is that so? Because in the heart of man I follow me in the heart of man there are two great things the first one is god the second one is money and the two in the heart of man are the same they are equal that jesus said a man must choose one he said if a man chooses money he will hate god that is true people who choose money they hate god Is it not true? And at the end of the day, the money destroys them and they they end up searching for God and sometimes they don't find him. God the Bible says in the book of Isaiah said I was found by those who did not seek me. He said those who sought me did not find me. Sometimes you can seek God and not find him. If your heart is not right. Are we talking about money? Are we talking about finances? Now listen to this. Money is an essential resource for a successful ministry. We must understand as a church that every successful ministry has money. Without money no church will be successful. Hey. We are going somewhere. Because the church I've told you is a gathering of believers in a particular place. 
The church has things it does. The church has activities. The church has an enterprise. By enterprise, I mean the church has work it does. And every successful ministry has one thing and one thing in common. Money and a lot of money. Any pastor who denies this is a hypocrite. The most richest church in the world is called the Catholic Church. No, the most powerful church in the world is the Catholic Church. It is powerful because of money. It is told, I don't know if it is true, but it is told, I did a research on YouTube, it is told that the Catholic Church is richer than the United States of America and the United Kingdom combined. Do you understand? That's why if you go to Brecombe, the Catholic Church has a hospital there, but the U.S. don't have a hospital in Brecombe. In, it's not just in Brooklyn alone. In every part of the world, common uh, Ghana, they have hospitals. You think they don't have some in America and in Italy and Spain and Uruguay and Paraguay and Kazakhstan and Tajikistan and Iran and Iraq and Madagascar and Malaysia and Malawi and Uganda and Zambia Everywhere in the world, they have buildings, schools, they have hospitals, banks. What do you think it is? Do you think it is prayer? It's not prayer. Any church that does not think about money and then talk about money, Emphasize on money will not do much. Because every great ministry has had to utilize money and use it effectively. Now again, money facilitates and catalyzes other inputs for fruitful ministry. What it means is that money helps anything we want to do in ministry to be fruitful and advanced. For instance, we want to do a crusade in, um, I almost said Basesong. It's a very far place in the Upper West region. Give somebody to give me a village in, 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 in Sunyane. Eh? Is what was here a village? Kobe is not a village. You want a village that you have to go and climb trees and there are villages like that. Uh huh. Dabo. Yadom. Dadom. May we go to Dadom in the name of Jesus. Dadom. If we are to go to Dadom, we will, and we are going to do a three days crusade. In every crusade, we have to give clothings. We may have to share exercise books. We may have to share Bibles. Remember, you may find out that most of the people in the town do not think they've never seen a Bible before. By the way, how many of you have Bibles? Raise your hand. 
He said, our Bible's cheap. If we are to buy Bibles for 100 people, if one Bible is 50 cities, 50 times 100 is what? 5,000 Ghana cities. We don't have that amount of money in our coffers right now. Remember, lorry fare has not yet come. Clothings have not yet come. Sound system, we will do, we will mount sound system. It has not come yet. If we will give them rice bags and oil, it hasn't come. If you ever see any evangelist going all over the place, having crusades and giving clothes, it is not small money. What of if our church says that we want to do a scholarship scheme for our students? And if we have 20 Sunday school students, and each one of them is paying school fees of 300 Ghana cities, 300 times 20 is what? 6,000 Ghana cities. Every time. Do you understand? Let's continue again. If, are you following me or you are not following me? If we have to start businesses for our church members, how much does it cost to set up a container? Who can tell me? I just want to know rough figure. To set up a container alone, we have not yet bought it inside. So you see, a set container, man, sorry about ASA. Huh? 10,000. 9,000, 10,000. That's true. So one church member, 10,000 Ghana cities. Are we talking? What if you want to do it for three church members? That is 30,000 Ghana cities. Container 30,000. Say I receive it. I receive it. Now let's give everybody 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. That'll be how much? 60,000? Three people. 10,000 for each container, then 10,000 for each person. So three people, the church is spending 30,000 Ghana So yeah, location two has not come. Now, 30,000 plus 5,000 is what? 35,000. That's the 5,000 for the crusade. Plus 6,000. How much? 41,000 Ghana cities. That's like one month. We need 41,000 Ghana cities. What if we have tertiary students who we have to pay their school fees for them? We are asking important questions because that's the topic I'm teaching on. The church and money. I'm not talking about giving. I'm not going to preach about giving. What do we use church money for? How do we get money for church? That's the, that's the message. In one month, if we are supposed to do all these things, we need about 50,000 Ghana Remember, we have not given to some of the poor people who need some money to eat and some people who rent. Those are usually miscellaneous. Sometimes it happens like that. And maybe if God does not help us and somebody has to be sick or something, we have to go and pay for some hotel, hospital bills. And if we also have a conference, we are doing. 
Like next month, we are inviting, I'm inviting two prophets to come. And each of them, we will have to give them an amount of money as a, as a seed. Because that's what the Bible teaches we must do. The offering, we will talk about that very soon. Now, if all of them, we are spending 2,000 cities on each of them. Because one may come and sleep in a hotel. Food. If 2,000 cities on each person, the two of them, 4,000 cities. Add it to it. How much have we spent? If pastor must be paid, and then we have church workers, some church workers to that must be paid. How much are we spending in a month? We may be spending 100,000 Ghana cities for a month. And mind you, if we have 100 students under scholarship, we should be spending like 100,000 Ghana cities every single month. I can tell you there are churches in Sunyani that spend that amount of money. I can tell you that. Because it's something I know. What if we say we are going to build a, a, a mission house for our pastor? Or we are going to build a church building? We are going to buy new musical instruments. As of now, this keyboard is now 13,000 Ghana cities. This keyboard. Because of inflation. This keyboard is 13,000. Imagine if we don't have all this and we want to buy a keyboard. We have to raise 13,000 Ghana cities just to buy a common keyboard and share them financially. These drums will buy, this time should be like 9,000. You understand? These, these speakers at this time should be like 12,000 or something. So 13,000 plus 12,000 is how much? 25,000. That's a lot of money. We are adding, we are talking about church. Oh. Say you people are asking, you always ask questions in your head. What is church money used for? We are asking ourselves now, if we are supposed to do all these things, how much will it cost? This lies. One is now 500 cities or so. So one, this one is even more. So this is 600. This one used to be 150, but now it's like 300 Ghana cities. But this one is like 500. So let's assume 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. This one is 3,000 Ghana cities. These ones have not come. These white ones. These ones to announce 500 cities. 5, 10, 15, 20. How much? 5,000 Ghana cities. Just common lines. So when you enter a Catholic church or a Presby church and you are seeing glass, other things, you are seeing money. You are not seeing rocks. You are seeing money. Any fine church you enter, you see money. When you enter a church that there is nothing there, you are seeing, you are not seeing money. So I'm saying that the smooth running of every church is run with what? Now listen to this. The poor handling of money in the church will negatively affect the growth and the development of the church. Now that we have known that, the church is run with and by money. Hey, the church doesn't like this kind of message, eh? They said knowledge is power. You must know. 
Eh? There are certain kinds of knowledge that are reserved for certain group of people. But today I'm teaching you on the church and money. So that you can be a good church member. So that if you become a pastor, you'll be a good pastor. If a church handles money poorly, the church will be poor. Now, if, for instance, there are some places there is no, that's why you can ask these people, I always put pressure on them. I always want accounts. Those days when Augusta was the one keeping her money, every week or something, or every month, she has to send me accounts of every expenses, every month, on WhatsApp. Yes. We bought this, we sent money to this person, we did this, we paid for this, we paid for this, and this is how much is left. 2,750 Because without proper management of money, the church will not be able to do a lot of things. And every pastor and every church leader must learn how to utilize money effectively. If they don't, they will be grounded. Have you noticed that sometimes you can, there are some ministries you'll be there every day, they are taking money. You use for money, we use for money, and we don't see anything. Have you noticed that? After a while, the church members start doing what? They start complaining. We have given and given and given. We have not seen you do anything with the money. And suddenly, they stop giving. So if you go to some churches, that's why they always want to bring prophets so that the prophet, because if you go, there are some churches you can go and there are 500 members and they are offering for that Sunday is like 1,000 Ghana cities. So how many people gave how much? Do you know why? Because they've gotten fed up of giving and having stewards squandering the money. I was chatting with Edgar. Was it Edgar or somebody? And he said some of them can go. When, when I was in my former church, I mentioned the name of that church some years ago. I saw it with my eyes. When we finish with the offering and they take it to the back, I saw some dickens. Sometimes they would just come and pick, they would just come and put their hands in the money and, pay, and they, they count the money and they divide it among themselves. Counting allowance. And they carry it away. It's not like I, did, I saw it with my own eyes. It's not like I didn't, I saw it with my own eyes. Now, to talk about money in church is not a canal thing. It is a very spiritual thing. Because I've told you one out of every seven verses in the Gospel of Luke is on money. Eleven out of thirty-nine of Jesus' parables are about what? About what? Jesus spoke about money more than any other thing except the kingdom of God. He spoke about money more than prayer. He spoke about money more than giving, uh, more than uh, um, marriage. He spoke about money more than um, any other thing apart from the kingdom. And so to decide to talk about money as a church, it is a very important thing. 
But we must learn not to make it an extreme something because there are some places money becomes an extreme thing that it takes a pastor 40 minutes to preach and two hours to raise funds. When that happens, the church has lost its focus because primarily the church exists for the preaching of the word of God, not for the preaching of money. That's primarily. That's what Jesus spoke about the kingdom more than about business. So, if it happens that we spend more time in church raising funds than we spend in praying or we spend in listening to the word of God, the church is sick. And I must tell you this also, that every pastor must learn how to raise funds must learn how to teach his church members the importance of giving the importance of money for the church if not that pastor will not have much to do in ministry there are some pastors when they start church, they say, oh, i don't want to bore them with money i don't want them to think that maybe i'm doing this thing for money listen everything is done with and about money we just have to be honest with ourselves or be cowards do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? This offering bowl, which is used for taking money, it was money that was used for buying, buying it. They tell you, I sit out of money. So if I'm raising funds, if I'm taking money, I don't have to be shy. It makes you look like, hey, now sorry, this thing was bought with money. I think this one we bought it like 200 CD or something. I don't remember. This thing is bought with money. Even this money, this water is bought with money. Eh? Even the communion that we take in church. So as a pastor or as a church member, you should never be shy when we talk about money in church. If you are, there is something wrong. There are some people, as soon as we begin to talk about money, suddenly, you say it's time for us to give our tithe and offering, they will start crying, crying, crying. Receive it, everybody's jumping. Don't you say how the church is quiet? It's like we don't want to hear this message. I'm approaching this way. And so, every pastor must learn how to raise funds. I don't need any pastor to come and raise money for me. Some pastors, no, 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 no. They don't know how to raise funds because they are shy of asking the people to come and give to them. This is for those of you who become church leaders. You must understand that when it comes to church money, it is a very important thing. The same way prayer is important in the church, the same way holiness is important to a church, money is important to the church because without money, cannot get a lot of things done. 
And so a great church has a lot of money. Never forget that. I will show you something in the book, in the book, of, in the book of Acts. Now listen, Acts chapter 4 verse 20, 32. Acts chapter 4 verse 32. Acts 4 verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that that out of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. I taught this on the first day we were teaching on the church. And I said that they came to a point where they shared things among themselves. For instance, if there's a church member who is struggling with rent, the rest of them say, oh, let's help them. I have a house. Come and stay in it for free. That's how the church should be because the church is a family. We are a family. We should be helping one another. But the reason why we are not able to help one another is because sometimes some people are stingy. Sometimes um, some of us do not show a certain sense of commitment to the church. Commitment to what we are part of. You come today, the next three months you come. If you expect us to do something, we will not. We are not part of the family. You understand what I'm saying? And so the church is a family. And if it is a family, a family must share. And the scripture is saying that nobody said this is my thing. But today, what do we have? A church member is living on your road. He has a car. When he closes, he and his one wife will sit in their private car, close the door. But we say we are family. But I thank God our church is not like that. Clap your hands for our church. But we have seen things. You can be in a church where there are few very rich people and a lot of very poor people and nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean, if you have a car in our church, what stops you from at least on a Sunday? Why do you have to park your car in the house when on a Sunday you can pick the church members in your area and bring them to church with your car? But you can use that car to go and pick people and go to and go to work and pick people and take five cities and others from them. But you can't say on this Sunday, I'm sacrificing. This is also my support to the work of ministry. You can't say that. Then where would the blessing of God come upon your work? Do you think the blessing will come? You will still be grounded. That is why I tell you that we confess scriptures, but we don't leave the scriptures. So the blessing doesn't work. Now, who think say, if you were using your car to pick church people to church, do you think God will not give another one? Do you think God will not open doors for you? He will. He will. And that is what they did. Verse 33. Verse 33. And, and because they did that, I said, and with great power, what happened? Give the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and grace, great, great grace was upon all of them. Next verse. Neither was any of them that did what? 
ah, 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 this church doesn't like this message. He said, none of them lack. I prophesy me, our church come to that point. When none of us will lack. Because we will learn how to give. We should not just be a church. Listen, a true church does not only give inside this offering bowl. We also give among ourselves. I was chatting with a church member about three days ago. He said, oh, sister, so Messi gave me her phone and I was happy. A church member has given another church member a phone. And I held the phone and I found out it was quite nice and new. It's like, wow. That's a real church. That's a church. Do you understand what I'm saying? He said, none of them lacked. It is our duty as a church to look among ourselves. If there's a church member that usually comes to church with two shoes, or a, a two, you know that, the, every Sunday is either this shirt or this shirt. Somebody must do something about it. Somebody must do something about it. This dress or that dress. If it's not this dress, it's not this dress. Then they don't have any dress. Somebody must do something about it. I said, somebody... Look at it. He said, for as many as were possessors of lands. Today they say, hey, my church is about money. Who said which church is about? The New Testament church was worse. And we are going there. You will see for your eyes. Those who are possessors of lands and houses, what did they do? Can you imagine that one Sunday morning we just come to church and Braben has gone to sell his house and come to church and say, prophet, uh, my, that my house that is in Kumasi I have sold it and I just decided I've seen that we want to help some poor people and take them to university and I just sold it for 70,000 it will it be enough I said, you don't know it is more than enough I prophesy that may that be the state of our church look at it in the Bible oh. this is the Bible the New Testament church people were selling their lands they didn't need they said I'm selling this my land it is useless this is my house. It's useless. God's church must advance. Hey. Before we bought this TV, we had some crooked TV here for one or two years. No church member ever thought that let me carry my TV and bring it to church. Do you see that? We have not gotten there. Let's do something for God and let's let God do something for us. Look at it. And lands, they and houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. Next verse. And laid them where? Where? Who did they give the money to? They brought the money to the apostles. Listen, this is how God has instituted that men of God must be the custodians of finances in the church. In other words, men of God must be the takers of money. And now, they now must be responsible to decide the usage of the money. 
Because God will judge us. Matthew chapter 25 verse 14. When money was given, God came back and judged. God will judge me for the usage of his money. Hey. The lady at the apostles' feet. Aha. Uh-huh. Look at it. And what was done? Distribution was made. Is it true or is it not true? Unto every man according as he had need. The money came first to the man of God. And the man of God now decided the use of the money. Those days they were not buying instruments, microphones, and all this carpet and chair. They were sitting on rocks. They bring the money to church as a seed or as an offering and the apostles now do the distribution. They are going to use this to to build a tent. The tent, this side of the tent is broken. Let's build it. The rest, I think this woman and her children, they are are struggling. Give this money to these people. That's the church. Verse 36. And a certain Joseph who by the apostles were saying named Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite and of the country of Cyprus. Uh-huh. What did he do? Having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Look at the next verse. Chapter 5. And a certain man, Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and what did they do? And kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it. And brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles feet. Uh huh. And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost. And to keep back part of the price of the land. Hey. Listen. Don't ever make a pledge and bring half. This is what you have done. Then don't bring it at all. You make a pledge. I will give hundred Ghana CD. When you get home, you change your mind because the envelope will open it and know how much you brought. Then you put fifty CDs inside. And when we came, those who came, then you bring your hundred. You say you come and join the hundred, but you know that it's fifty CDs. That's what these guys did. And they thought Peter would not see it because you came and made a pledge. I'm going to sell my land, bring everything. But when they saw the fact, I didn't wear the nodo. I can't give everything to a man of God. Listen, it is not today this thing started. This thing started 2,000 years ago. People felt like the church was not worthy of their givings. And so they would keep a portion of their tithes and their offerings. It's not today it is starting. It's not today people have started corrupting their hearts. It is not the money. It is your heart that is sick. Then at the, day, the end of the day, these same people are the ones who complain that eh, we have been giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. What have you now with the money? How much have you been giving? Five cities? Twenty cities? You, if we give you twenty cities, what can you use twenty cities to do? That you think that you have been given twenty cities and you expect that it should be done, used for doing something big. If our church keeps giving small amounts of money, we will keep doing small things. Until we get to that point where we are receiving offerings of thousands and thousands of cities, we are not going anywhere. 
we cannot go anywhere. And that is why I started by prophesying to you. It's not true. It's not true. That door should be open every day and prophesied. Why am I doing so? So that your financial life will take a certain turn. Because until then, our church has not gotten to the point where we can do a lot of things. Because right now, if we even say that after we buy things and pay for other things that we are done, there's no money. So if we ever say that, oh, you cry, it's a wedding, let's buy a wedding gun. By the time you are finished buying the wedding gun, the money is finished. And the next person who is also doing something, if we say we don't have money, the person says, cry. Think about it how much we pay for rent these days. If we have to pay for two years for one church member, how much money? And I'm responsible, the leadership is responsible for what the money is used for. Not any other person outside there. Nobody outside there can tell us what to use the church money for. Now, when the money, when church receives money, let me now show you what churches use money for. Okay? The primary purpose of church offering is to be used for running the activities of the church. That's the first reason. Like light bills, paying workers, we are doing some mason work, we are painting, we are buying, um, something is spot, um, microphone is spot, um, my batteries. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. Power, we are supposed to do this. That's the primary purpose of offering. Now, on a more higher scale, the, do you know that the primary purpose of tithe is for using is for building tithe is for bigger projects and for paying pastors so if you are not a tither in our church you are saying that pastors should not be paid by by the way people are not being paid by the church but we have just instilled that rule today so that in the future, if we start in fact, uh, putting it there, people will not say, hey, we are trying to change the church. That's how it is. The reason why and other pledges are used for paying workers, a pastor, or any other person that needs to be paid. Like when we did, we fixed this. They said they paid the electrician. They paid some people. That is what we use the, primarily the tie for. Now again, the third thing we use church money for is we use church money for taking care of the poor. Sorry, sicker. That's the third thing. But the interesting part of it is that by the time we are done doing the things that we need to do with the church, the money is not enough to take care of the poor. That is why Judas was complaining that but Jesus, we have more poor people. We have not yet paid their school fees and done this. And you are allowing this money to, money to be wasted. And Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. But me, you will not have. It's a very powerful statement. 
So the third thing we use the church money. Are you following me or not following me? Because whether I like it or not, people talk about what church money is used for. The third thing, and the funny part of it is that when we use church money to help the poor, we cannot tell the church that ah, Abushia, ah, yes, it's the. That is why it is easy for people to think that the church is um, taking money and the church is not helping the church members. And you as church members know that we are trying our best to help you in any way that we can help. Just that it is not enough to help you the way you go for a, to a bank for loan and they'll give you 20,000 CDs. Share. Do you understand? So primarily we use the church money to run the church activities. The thing is spoiled. And the funny thing is that every now and then things just keep getting spoiled. You have to buy. Recently, you see that this recent we fixed this, this thing. This thing that we, we did this, this thing. And we bought we already applied, we bought wood and others to use it to do all of that. So, church money is for running the activities of the church. Now, if the church should be doing a project, that means that the church will always have to raise more funds regularly. And you know, if you are in the church and the church is building a, a project, a building project, know that every Sunday they are mobile for it. Don't get angry because without it, the project is grounded. The church doesn't have any business that brings it money. The money comes from the members. And if a church says that we are going to do, a, like if we want to do POP here, now we will need about 12,000 to 15,000 to do POP. We want to do POP. We need about 15,000 to do the POP. Now if we have 2,000, how much do we need? That means that on every Sunday, we have to raise funds, give envelopes out. I don't know if you understand. To a certain person, may look like kites. They say they are sorry now about Danisika. They are sorry now about Danisika. A jumabi wo hoa, they say sorry now about Danisika. It must be done. And if it is not done, the work is not done. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, church money is primarily used for taking care of church activities, for paying pastors, for um, taking care of the poor. And then another thing is also used for is for organizing programs and mis- and, and crusades. And that the funny part of it is that if you do crusades and Conferences, all the money finishes. Because the funny thing is that when you do anything in the name of church, people charge you twice because they feel like I sorry dear Ewo Sika. Even if I sorry Christ, Christ said they betwa asasi wana se asasi nuka ten thousand krana. We also nipani yangu say I sorry they betono obey ni twenty thousand because in the minds of people I sorry dear Ewo Sika. But every person knows that a lot of churches don't have enough money. Because we have a lot of responsibilities on us. And if I tell you how many times people keep getting in touch with me for fundamental things. We have to be sending two and they're sending hundreds, sending three and they're sending four and they're sending five. If we, if we were supposed to even use the church money, by this time they wouldn't have said um, we have 2,000 something there. 
By this time, we should be owing and we have, would have gone for loan to, to take care of the church. Amen. And this is why, and now, the Bible has also in, in told us that God has released a blessing for givers. He said, bring ye therefore your tithe to that there may be room. He said, test me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Apostle Paul said, I robbed other churches for your sake. What does it mean? He's saying that I don't take salary from you. The reason why, you know that me, all I do is pastoring. I do ministry. The reason I don't take salary from this church is because other individuals pay me. Do you understand? So, I have robbed people that I don't pastor in order so that I can pastor you with peace of mind. Because if the church is to pay me 2,000 cities a month, how much is left? So that means that almost every offering that comes to this church, as soon as the offering comes, it has to be sent to pastor. Then it will now come to a point where it will look like the pastor is chopping all our money. But the problem is not pastor is chopping our money, it's just that pastor must be paid, but if we have to do that, there will not be enough money to pay to run the activities of the church. And because of that, I have robbed other people so that I can do you good. So, if I have ever given you money, it didn't come from the church. It came from other people who have given to me. And I am giving you a portion of that money to do something. It's a good thing for you to clap. And look, now listen, any pastor who squanders church money has no future. Any pastor who squanders church money on useless things has no future. And that church has no future. Churches are building bigger buildings, sending their students to tertiary so that they, they can get better. They are sponsoring their church members to become better. And you are squandering everything on you. Very soon, you will have no bodies in your church because you have not invested into your people. You've used everything to buy shoes and suits and cars. But listen, I'm a wise shepherd and I know how to use money and use it well. I'm a wise shepherd. Let me tell you a story. Now, the church can decide that we are going to pay the pastor. If I'm spending that money, I'll be happy spending it because like sometimes on Sunday after church, some of you bring me an offering. I spend, all of that money I spend it on. I spend it happily. Very happy. That money, I always spend it. Hey, I, there's no sweet money like that type of money. At church, people, when they bring you money, that money is sweeter than any other money in this world. Hey, it's very sweet, oh. And me personally, that money, I always used to do something personal for myself. I don't give, I don't send that money to other people so that there will be a blessing. But, like this Sunday, we have given offering this Saturday. I say, oh, more say, that is not the purpose. Then at the end of the day, the offering that is coming to church is my wife who is keeping it. If my wife is keeping the church money, then 
Charlie, the thing has now become a, a certain kind of business. Is it not true? Because I mean, can't as a mature. I saw for the baby, I saw she can pass up, 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 pass up. Because I'm a pastor, I'm a human to me. Me so to the mature now, see, I pass up, pass up, pass up. There are a lot of things I want to do, but the money is not enough. And I want to challenge you to give and give better. Okay? Now again, go and listen to my message. What's the time? Okay. My time is almost up. My message, why pastors must be paid. Let me tell you this. This church must pay me. If it doesn't, a certain blessing will not come upon the church. I'm telling you the truth. Look, I have pastored people, especially the AFM family network. Now, when we have AFM family meetings, you see all kinds of people coming around. I have sons, daughters. I've been a blessing to numerous people all over the place. But when it comes to giving to me, some of them begin to begin to complain. You understand? If you like, it is hard for them to give to me. But I have worked in their lives. I have toiled for them. I have spent hours talking to them, counseling them, directing them, showing them what to do. But when it comes to the time where they should give me their substance, it becomes a hard thing. Listen. I am a real prophet. If you don't give to me, another will give to me. It's just I'm interested. If you don't do it, you see if you give to me, you're doing yourself a favor. If you don't do it, another will what? I'm not saying give to me huge amounts. Today you, James, you can't give me 10 Ghana cities. Do you think one day you can give me 10,000? You think so? Maybe if you can't give me on a Sunday, you come to church with an envelope. He said, Papa, this is five CDs. This is my seed. I go and open it. When I open it, I just smile. I smile. If now you have never been in this church, you have never done it. You may never be able to do it because you have not learned how to go and do it. And that is why those sons of mine have grown. They are working. God has blessed them. Those have opened. And they still cannot say that. Let's do this. Even when we say that, oh, let's do this for Papa. Let's do this for Prophet. They start complaining. Every time we are doing this for Papa. Every time. But when we are doing for you, then you are happy. Every time, let's do this for Papa. Let's do this. So that's why me, I've also decided that even when I'm up, I'll do it myself. I will just go and tell God. 
I'll just go and what? Bow down your hands and let's pray. You want to pray that God should give you a heart of understanding. Today the Lord has spoken to you about the church and money. 